What's up, brother man? <laughs> Nothing much. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> see what see what dust we can kick up tonight. Hey, I, well, I already asked Carrie to leave a, a couple of beehives around for us to kick because she good at she because you go there, she done smashed them all up and <laughs> and she be like me, yes you man. Right, right, right. <laughs> Carrie be kicking up dust, man. Folks, let me see who we got in here. I am Q. What's up, Q? Ed Nice. Hey, hey, Carrie. Yeah, uh, Carrie, don't, don't pay no attention. That's That was Sly talking about you. That wasn't me. Um, uh, Owen Smith. Okay. And then I see where I'm looking at. Well, we got those there. And then we got some hiding in the shadows. Hi, Shadow. P hey, Shadow folks, hit the like button. Help the algorithm. <laughs> keep the algorithm going. Uh, um, because I see Sly's a trip. I watching, seeing and listen to somebody say something that you say exactly what we say exactly word, word for word word for word. Word, word won't even won't even won't even shout won't even shout a joke out right you know that's the worst thing they could do man i don't like nick taylor but you know y'all 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 it. i'm gonna we gonna keep this clean because y'all know this we ain't bring up truth teller so because we gonna try to keep it up here so we can keep it going. What's up, Techie? And uh, and uh, we can keep it going. And I'm going to leave it up. Hey, my last stream I done, Sly, they took it down. They, damn. They took it down in two, day, in two days. They took it down. No notification, no email, no nothing. Wow. If it wasn't for Natasha's, you know, saying, you know, that she was trying to, and then I go back and look, it's, it's gone. Say that um, somebody filed a copyright complaint against me. Well, no. Oh, oh, okay. Not a typical, you're using copyrighted material, but somebody actually made a point to yeah. go after you. Wow. Yeah. Little guy. Don't even, you know, little old guy ain't even got a thousand subs and went from 9,000 subs to 500 and some odd subs, right? <laughs> <laughs> And and ain't changed a bit. Y'all now most of y'all now this is mainly gonna be for the cloud watchers because I watch the stuff that people say about Sly in chats on other channels. You know, who is that? That is he a devil worshiper? He got a devil on his sweatshirt. I'm like, that's Baphomet. <laughs> what? And I'm in there type Baphomet. Hello. <laughs> that's not helping <laughs> yeah i'm not helping right i'm not helping I, I was trying to help i was trying to help but uh but i'm doing that and it and people so we're gonna do i'm gonna ask some questions that i already know the answer to and some of the others know the answer to and know it ain't have nothing to do with dark spirit spirituality and none of that other stuff it's just music we're sticking to the topic okay and this is what i'm planning on doing here now i'm gonna be plucking people keep a techie next don't tell them don't they already got him set up in the queue i'm gonna pluck him next and put him in the hot seat and um damn i hope he probably didn't hear me but uh and uh we're gonna do that and q was on deck too because q i am q 
Uh, we talked about it before, but then I was moving and, you know, had to move, relocate the company. And I mm. just, that's when I, what I didn't stream for what I didn't go live for what months. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have, I didn't have time. I didn't have time, but I, I got a, uh, but things are starting to come together cause Q was in the digital realm. Okay. So, you know, I want to, uh, uh, get up here with him as well. But y'all, we're going to ask now, as we go along, if y'all have any questions or Sly, put them in the chat. So I then hopefully I'll see it and I'll highlight it so he can read it. Still here for it. That's uh, cool, Q. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like I say I had to move the whole freaking, you don't realize how much stuff you got, Sly, it's until you got to move, move a company. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. I'm like, man, where did all this stuff come See, from? We, we be unfairly judging the hoarders when we watch hoarders. And that yes. be us. <laughs> and then on the, here's something. I bought another one because I couldn't find this one. And I'm yeah. wasting money. So, y'all, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask him. Some questions that I already know the answer to, but it's it ain't about me. It's for y'all, okay? And we're going to leave this one up because I'm not going to play any copyrighted, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's just going to be us talking, all right? All right. Sly, anything you want before I get started? Anything you want to just F y'all or how y'all doing? Uh, thanks I, for coming. Yeah. I think I've done enough of that for the last 72 hours. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, All them yeah. beehive stings on your foot from kicking <laughs> these beehives. You better be glad you ain't allergic to bees. <laughs> okay. Hey, quite okay. So when and at what age did you even contemplate? Did you when you was growing up, did you ever think that you would have got involved with the music industry? Yeah, because my dad had me playing guitar um, early, early. And, but he was such a, he was a Nazi about it, man. It, it didn't, it wasn't fun. He would make me perform in front of friends and family. So he, Joe Jackson. Yeah. And I was like, it ain't fun anymore. I mean, he, by, I had a f first guitar. He like, he bought me a Flying V. There's an Oakwood Flying V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's the one I played on. And, and, and after, like I said, like, I think well, I'm you was in I, Def Leppard there. Yeah, I, hey, listen, I was in it. I mean, listen, Kiss, any rock and roll, any, I was in it, but he, you know, he's a blues guy. So he always plays blues records and stuff. So that's what he was, that, that was his style of, of, of playing. But um, I was immersed into it, man. But and it wasn't fun after a while. Like, I, I stopped right around 10. I stopped playing. I said, you know what the hell with it? Wow. I yeah. I hate, I wow. hate, I hate that quit. I hate that, um, you know, you know, parents don't want to be like, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to make him do it. But he was like, you know what? Okay. If you don't want to, and that's gotten to sports and pretty much never looked back and never picked up a guitar again after that. But I wish I had stuck with it, man. Cause I don't know where I'd be uh, yeah, you know, as man. far as musically in my head where, you know, I, I get everything. I can see them play it. I understand it. Just can't go up there. <laughs> and like you and like you like you said before with some of these guys that want to be in the rap game or whatever <laughs> producing but then when they learn to play an instrument it took them to an entirely different level changes their whole sound yeah yeah and like me i mean i started 
I started playing, I started playing the bass at 13. Okay. You know, so, and, but then, you know, this army thing got in the way and people shooting at you and they making you jump out of airplanes and all kind of other stuff. It kind of got in the way. It got in the way. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Right? <laughs> but, uh, okay. So that was good. So the guitar and, um, so how did you go from there? To, what was your first job in the in the industry? I ran cables uh, for Mosey. So when I moved to Indiana, I was going to Indiana University down in Bloomington, Indiana. And um, I, the, my future partner, I met at, I was managing a car wash mm-hmm. at him. And he was the teen prodigy. And um, his mother moved him from L.A. to Indiana to study under Mo. And then we linked up and then I was over there every night running cables, man. That's all I did for six months was just run cables, plug, plugs, just running plugs. That's it. That's all. To the, to the, to the console yeah. mixers, microphones. That's it. Everything. Boy, one bad XLR cable or one bad vacuum tube will ruin your yeah. freaking, oh my God. One damn tube, one vacuum tube, but yeah, if there was you a can't hum, fix it till you find it. Yeah, if there was a hum or a hiss, I had to, I had to run cables to find it. I had to pull cables to find it. Yeah, and then sometimes be mad. Find they go, oh wait a minute, so, sorry, slide, so found it. Click, they got to switch from dynamic to condenser on the damn. You know what I mean on on the you. Or if you didn't like, push it in all the way, it's just like it's just hanging out by a quarter inch. It's like oh, okay. So yeah, like dude, yeah, dude, you killing me. Yeah. Okay, so all right, so so you kind of went. It didn't come to you. You kind of went to it. Went so to you it, yeah. you just felt this this gravitational this gravitation. Somebody blowing my phone up. Um, So, so Indiana, that was, that was the thing. And you didn't see it as you felt it was more than just a job basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, like a calling. Like you right, felt I, it. Yeah. I didn't have to think about it. I was like, this is what I want to do. Some, some form, shape or fashion. I wanted to be in the business and you know, I got this guy right here. That's, that's, you know, done Tupac albums and stuff. So in earth, wind and fire. And I'm like, well, who else better than, than this guy here? So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What was your what was your first label that you went to? Uh it was pri- yeah, it was Priority was the first label. Wow, Priority so, Records. Yeah. I, so, I got a whole bunch of so wait a minute. So I, I I got a bunch of priority records over there, y'all. I'm like, I'm see, I'm gonna throw them away now that Slot, you know, had something to do with Slot. Ain't this some crap, man? Throw them away. And uh, so your first, so how did you all right, so from running uh, the studio setup and and cables and mics and mods and everything, how'd you? What was your next step? How'd you, where'd you go up from there? So after that, now mind you, I'm I was in in Indiana for about two and a half years. So under under Mo, you know, I learned the drum machine. You know, that's when you start getting into actual record producing, little engineering tricks, mixing tricks, things of that nature. So after like two and a half years. Uh, my partner was like, yo, I'm going back because it's it's time for me to come back. They want you to come with me and, you know, we'll we'll do this thing together. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're going to leave Mo. What about Mo? You know, and at the time he's working with Mellencamp. So he was already off 
doing crazy tours and leave us yeah john cougar yeah yeah so um we got his blessing and um you know we we moved with him to uh to la basically and we were started a production company and um just start crafting tracks and selling tracks demo tracks things of that nature um hooked up with uh master p so somehow i fin- i don't even know how i got my my uh, um i worked on that that they were they're at the end of their contract with priority and don mm-hmm. p was was that like their last artist on the under the priority contract so i got the a credit for that and um because we were always up in oakland don't i don't even know why we ended up in oakland all the time but we were always up in oakland richmond in oakland yeah 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 okay that's that's where he was pretty much they had a studio up there and um and we were just back and forth to oakland a whole lot and i hooked up with some one of brian turner's assistants they were like, hey, you know, we like you guys, whatever the case may be. My partner's like, I don't, he's like, I, don't, I just want to produce. I don't care about the business part of it. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll try it. I'll take a crack at it. And uh, we vibe pretty good. Um, went over the artist, uh, the imagery, because they were still using pen and pixel. For everybody that, that remembers Master P, that's all they use, the pen and pixel graphics. That's mm-hmm. why they had the big blocky, all the bling jewelry and the fire and the cars and there's the, the rapper right there like it was pretty much cut and paste for all their albums yeah the album covers yeah yeah all the hood all the hood record music yes. covers the albums were all the same yeah. everybody went to pen and pixel for their graphics um, i'm like do any of you people know what a photographer is and listen it, it was on a budget everybody's on a budget and I mean, it just looked for the time it worked. Eh, yeah, but you look at it now, it now looks like, cheesy. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, look at the 400 degree. Look at that album cover now. It looks so cheesy. I mean, you can see like the blurring on, on every image. It looks like, you know what it looks like now? It looks like people's thumbnails on YouTube when they just throw a bunch of collages yes. together. And they all yes. got the red or and the colored outline. It's like, that's pen and picture. Yes. Two short album covers. I yes. used to be like, man, too short. Are you short? <laughs> you you got to have somebody that, that can do better than this too short. Come <laughs> on, man. But I guess he is like, he ain't worried about the cover. He no, worried about. The last thing. Listen, you're, that was the last thing you were worried about is the album cover. You know? Yeah. Well, a lot of the rock and prog is the other way around. The album cover has to. It's like it's telling you what like pretty much what's in it or like yeah. the lead track or something like that. You know, Dark Side of the Moon or The Wall or you know what I mean or or whatever the heck. It's like the album cover was, I think that kind of went away with vinyl because when you went from big vinyl to little cassette, you know what I mean? And then the little CD, I think the need for a high-end presentation kind of went away i'm thinking that's the way my brain yeah yeah and plus you know once again i tell people it's urban you don't expect much out of urban music rap music it's like wow it's just kind of it's expected sadly to even still to this day that stigma is still there like we even had to fight to establish a a playlist like it it has to tell a story through the, the the song titles rock pop country they all every it's not they just don't throw it out there it's like one one through ten tells a story and i'm trying to convince the artist like look you just can't put you know um 
the government trying to kill me at the first song. It's like, no, <laughs> you go with your street record and then there's your first single. <laughs> and then like maybe songs four, five and six are your filler records. And then you end finish strong with, you, you know, you maybe your second single as, as one of the last records on the playlist. You know, you had to kind of fight to get that mentality in their head to a certain extent. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what's up, Irv? My brother came and saw me uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, I, I was that uh, anytime I get to see my brother, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, do you still stay in contact with any of them folks? Uh, like y'all, I mean, not for work wise. Hey man, how you doing? Hey, congratulations on this. You know, mama, you know, yeah. Heard you got um, a new, had another baby or whatever. Yeah, my main my main partner he died recently. They finally took him off the uh, the ventilator. Um, but, oh man! Uh, my other guy that we it was a it was a tri it was a trio of us, but uh, we're still in. He's still working on stuff. He shoots me stuff. What do I think about it? I mean, I still got my name on stuff that's coming out. So, um, yeah, I mean, business that part of business really never stopped. I just if it comes to me, it comes to me. I'm I'm, I'm at that point now. You know, yeah. I'm to the point where they, people still think about me and call me and send me stuff or get my opinion or do I want to get involved in projects, which is cool. I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool that they think enough of you to yeah your opinion, you know. Yeah. So but that means call, all that I'll, means is your work, you know, precedes you, you know, your product that you put out, because if they thought you put out a trash product, they wouldn't even bother with you. You know, it's funny because back then, you know, um, oh, it, it, we got in so many back and forth with all these established folks. They didn't, they were stuck in their ways. We saw visions and trends ahead of the time and trying to convince those people to go, to take a risk on these nobodies, to to take a risk on a vision. And mm -hmm. it was like pulling teeth. And now to see some of these things, even like back then, five years later, you know, I'm like, okay, you guys were right. Yeah, yeah, we were right, but it's okay. Yeah, but you know. now it's too late. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, because it's probably one of them things. You got to, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud because I, like I say, I don't know music. I know the product. I don't know how the sausage is made like you. You know, yeah. you know how the sausage is made. I just know the type of sausage I like. You know what I mean? And how <laughs> to cook it. And this sausage goes with that. This yeah. one goes with how, how to make it. I, I couldn't tell you. Like I say I'm I'm just lucky I got my twelve hundred dollars for them three studio sessions. <laughs> I was mad I'm like I know I done more than twelve hundred dollars worth. I took it though. I took yeah, it as you should. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I needed the money. I needed the, I needed the money. It was twelve hundred more dollars than I had. Yeah. So uh, so I I took it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Meech, I'm, I, I'm, I needed the money. I mean, I ain't gonna front. I needed the money. Um, do you remember the first artist, big or small group artist that you ever came into contact with? Um, Nelly Furtado. When this was, this is when she was just signed to DreamWorks and she had that first single fly away or something. She was mm -hmm. still kind of bubbling. But um, she was the first uh, major signed artist that, you know, we had direct dealings with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, we did a remix for her for that record, but they only released it overseas. They did it, they did that a lot of times too. Explain how does that work? How does that work? So if so they'll they'll like they'll give us they'll pick five producers, five teams, and they'll and they'll say, Hey, we want all five of you guys to give us your best remix version of this particular record. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes into their, their studios and do their own thing. We turn it in and they'll pick the best ones. Or the politics is if this record is too good by these nobodies, it's going to make Timberland look like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So they'll be like, you know what? Let's just release this over here in Germany. We'll keep it in that, in that territory. Sweden, uh... you know, we'll keep it over there, Italy. So you have a lot of artists you've never heard of that have plaques from other countries for records you didn't know existed. So we didn't even get the fire stuff. We no. just got the oh gosh, no, the Listen, mediocre. It, that 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 remix they had. Uh, we were up against Swiss. It was us, and then two other nobodies. And politics with us and Swiss. You know, Swiss had just had Interscope. They're trying to put them over. You know, as the next biggest thing, whatever. And then here we come, like. Like, we know your shit is not, we know we're good. And that's part of the problem. We were not humble. We were not, oh, thank you for the opportunity. And, oh, you know, we were like, no, we, we're here for a reason. Obviously, you called us for, you know. Um, I, I guess had we been a little bit more humble in our beginnings, we probably would have got more, um, I guess, not ruffle so many feathers. Wait a minute. You trying to say that you were brash and forward? You? Listen. No. To this no, day, I, not I, you. I still feel bad for getting in that that argument with uh, Miss Toy's manager, but that was the nature of the business. Um, there was no time for trying to be soft and cuddly. Like it's this is two. This is what the two thousands, like the beginning of two thousands, when big money was coming in, big budgets. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when for me, I, I saw hip hop. Even when people say the money came in, the money came in in 2000s. This is when people started getting million dollars for videos, just for the videos. Hype wow. Williams, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's budgets were just like through the roof. You know? So if I can get, if we can get 50 grand for a remix record that never comes out in the States, but it, it may do something over here in the Netherlands. Yeah, I'll, I will take that. Thank you. Yeah. Some of the I got some remixes, and I guess it kind of makes sense because you know I was in Germany for almost four years, and I was in Belgium and and whatnot, and of the Pesh Mode or, or you know Pet Shop Boys, you know what I mean? Where they didn't uh, it's a you know two songs, you know Loves Come Quickly and DJ Culture, you know what I mean? And they're dip, and it's not on the album. You know, and I didn't hear them when I come back to the States and, you know, people that's into that type, they, where did you get, dude, this was $3 on the, on the stand and in yep. and, and, and the book, cause the bookstore hit a thing in Germany. Well, you know how they had the magazine stands on the East coast, mm-hmm. the newspaper stands, the guy would say, uh, Hey, so who is this? Hey, I'm going to get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> what's his name uh, something two times uh, they um <laughs> the mob movie the yeah, mob yeah. movie <laughs> uh jimmy was it jimmy jimmy, jimmy two times <laughs> jimmy two times yeah i'm going to get the papers get the papers i said he's famous for having one line and if all you got to do is show the meme of him holding his tie like that people ah, get the papers get the papers he probably <laughs> kill you though 
But, <laughs> but you had the magazine stand, the news, we call the newspaper stand in Detroit, where you can get all the newspapers and all the magazines, you know, they got them up there. Where in Germany, they also would sell choice, like you can get a cassette tape, you can buy CD remixes and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And I bet because the only thing I got to do is see, I see Pet Shop Boys, I'm buying it. I see Bauhaus, I'm buying it. I see mm -hmm. Joy Division, I'm buying it. Mm -hmm. You know, I see Depeche Mode, I'm buying it. You know, I don't even, and I'm like, I've never, you know what I mean? And some of them, not, not some of them were, eh, you know, but some of them were, and that's how I came across a guy named Shep Pettibone. Okay. That's, uh, uh, you know, that redone. Anyway, yeah, but he he's good. So, um, you said the video part. So, is there been a time, all right, where you you guys then made this, and but the video want to use it, you know, they want to get in this, and y'all have to mix together. Well, you got to chop this down, or because the video can't be, they don't want it to be no more than three minutes and twenty seconds, and your thing is four minutes i mean or is that something that you didn't have to monkey with no that's that's just like a, a screen a screenwriter he turns in the draft the screenplay and then the producers and the director in the studio craft the final vision of, of what they wrote so no we once they approved the record and cut a check that's all we cared about um, cut the check. a lot of times they already give you a list of parameters of what they're looking for with these records especially for demo records they'll mm. give you a tempo uh, what type of uh, musical vibe they're looking for, who the artist, uh, the range, key of range, what note it's, you know what I'm saying? So they give you a, a pretty good list of what to, what they're expecting for you to turn in. Mm -hmm. uh, BP, time of, time of length of song, all that good stuff. So by the time you turn in a, a, a product to, for them to possibly use, you've already mm -hmm. hit all your metrics. Yeah. Hmm. And okay. then it depends on how much that the a and r likes you um that that the politics is always it's it's the never ending it's always there so you can have the, the most hot hottest record but if, if for whatever reason you piss him off he doesn't like you somebody says something wrong to him they'll they'll skip it they'll, they'll cut off their nose despite their face it happens all the time that like the best music you don't hear the best music for what you think about what you've heard and hip from hip-hop from all the the leading singles you know from the 2000s era a lot of records i've heard that will blow those singles out the water but because of relationships somebody paid somebody this somebody has a better relationship over here they'll go with that person kind of you know so um it's just like the nba if you if you think the best players are in the in, are in the nba i i know there's guys. Yeah, no, same thing with the NFL. Yeah. Dude, some of the baddest. I knew some bad guys that never yeah. got, never, never made, made it. it to the stage. Yeah. And they were monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters. In the time when black divisions to cultivate black artists, then the major record companies remove them. Why? I I don't know, Ed Meese. Um, I, for the black divisions, that costs money. So if you have a label of 10 artists um that's 10 projects you have to craft and you hope out of that 10 three will make enough money to fund the other seven and if you cut that in half and out of five you got three that that can fund it that's less overhead um once again black urban division are they're not it's a demotion 
So when you see these execs go to head up new position at urban this or black division that it's a, it's a demotion, you know? Yeah. It's like going to the dungeons. Like you've been sentenced for a crime. <laughs> like it's wow. That's nothing to brag about. Unfortunately. So is it the artists or the industry? That's the blame. Oh, that's so total industry. The industry. Total industry, yeah. Yeah, I I figured that one, the industry. Okay, so you said about that part there. So, all right, I done got ahead of myself. I know what an A&R man is. Tell them, explain to them what an, the, the job is of the A&R man and what A&R stands for. Uh, artist and repertoire. So you are the liaison between the label and the artist. It used to mean you would go up to the clubs, you would fly out different parts of the country, wherever, and find who, whatever the hottest artist of that region is, sign them, bring them to the label, convince the label to sign them, and the, the, you are responsible for crafting a finished product image, music, media training. Back then, you actually had media training. So this whole social media Media thing, training? Yeah. Wow. You, you would have mock interviews and teach them record them and say okay see how you were, your posture was this and see you said uh, uh uh too many times stop doing that you know so, so they need to stop sounding like me <laughs> uh, 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 uh. well you you know when you uh you, like you tell your kids like quit and quit saying uh is the first thing like you i get told that, that, that a lot too like when i would a ask a, or answer a question quit saying yeah. uh quit saying uh or you're stumbling you're mumbling you know and so you would just the entire facet from start to finish, you you turn in a finished product, and then the label you turn in records. The label's like, okay, we like this, we like this, we don't like that, we don't like that. Then you go back to the artist. Okay, they like this, they like this, they don't like that. Oh, but I'm an artist, man. Uh, those those records, I feel those records. I'm like, I I hear you, but this mm -hmm. is what the label wants. So you kind of have to play a happy medium, and it's almost sometimes like babysitting because if you get some of these artists that have habits, and uh, you know, or like they ain't the, fully matured yeah, or grown yet. They have a wild streak in them. You're the guy that gets to call at two, three in the morning because they need to be bailed out of jail or they're, they're passed out at, at the, at a club. They, they drunk too much you don't, between you and the manager. You get those phone calls, right? And then you have your biweekly staff meetings, bring the artist in to meet the label uh, people that that's working for him at the label. He'd meet his production manager, product placement, um, you know, the people that make his career what it is, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what we used to do. That's what we used to do. Who was the easiest one that you had to work with? I mean, just low maintenance. I mean, that what not complete, you know what I mean by low maintenance? Like they just wasn't, they, 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 it was, they were easy to keep in line. If you will, there's this, this white chick, she played a guitar. Oh, there, there's other white kid too that came out the same time as Justin Bieber. They were cool because they had parents. Their parents were involved. Um, they were easier to manage because they're of their parents. I would say that. Um, you get these artists that don't have the parental structure. They're more problematic. So basically, you're saying uh, uh, if they came from the uh, the end of the trailer park or the hood, or um, his name is Dontarian. And his mama got what got weave and whatnot. Walk in smoking a blunt, he gonna be a problem. Yeah, and, and part of it too is you know these these people go from something to nothing literally 
in the process overnight. of a few. Yeah, overnight. You know, and some people can't. Yeah, if that you ain't transition. used to having money, if you yeah. ain't used to being around people with money, it 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 it's kind of yeah, I I I can speak to that part. Yeah, that's that's all right. So now you were saying about the AR, all right. So how is there like a carved in stone way of how you try to promote uh uh pr promote an artist, or is it just depending on the artist himself, him or herself? So back then you had street team, street DJs, you get a budget from the label. Okay, go pay these 10 DJs across this, these five or six states, pay them whatever to spend these records. You go program directors at whatever big radio station. Um, if it's an E1 radio station or a clear channel rate radio station, you go there and basically bring the artist and try to convince the program director as to why they need to add your record to the rotation. Um, you had to sell the product. They had to sell themselves, sell the product, sell themselves to the program directors. Um, you know, a lot of times the phone calls already made to the, to the program director say, Hey, we've got this new kid coming down with this record, you know, just whatever, get, put them through the rigor, rigor Monroe. And, mm -hmm. um, if you got it, if you got one popping in one region, then that more than likely it will pop in other regions. So you just basically go on these chitlin circuit tours to these different radio stations, depending on what type of artists, if we're talking about urban artists, mainly down South and then wherever they're from, from their hometown. And you just go on these relentless bus tours of just promoting the record, promoting the record. They're always performing. They're always at a radio station, blah, blah, blah. Got to shoot the video, shoot the video. Um, but a lot of those uh, steps are no longer. <laughs> so it was a real grind. Sometimes it would take you eight months to a year to properly break an artist. Wow. Yeah. So I say, so they've gotten rid of payola. 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 So they say. So they say. I mean, we we we'll be cool with that. I like both of my legs operational. <laughs> so I'm I'm good. Okay. Well, that's man. This is this this is this is um. So, how do you find the talent? I mean, does the talent come to you, or you just gotta ride around? And I mean, I, well, you know what I mean by ride. I mean, yeah. A lot of times you just talk. Well, to it's word local. of mouth. A lot you of word to, of mouth. Well, yeah. If the DJ, if the DJ knows who you are, then more than likely you're doing something right. So you go to the DJs first. You you go to the clubs, whatever. Like, hey, who, who's what record you spinning? Who's hot? And they'll tell you. If they don't, if you don't catch their ear, then you're not doing it right. So if they know of you, if they're playing your records, go to the strip clubs. Hey, what record y'all spinning? Who's hot out here? And there's there's your answer. That's that's your first breadcrumb. You know, and then you see if they're doing, um, if they're performing on their own, doing little shows on their own. Um, that that's another plus, and as to why you would sign somebody because they see they're self-driven and motivated. And um, then you look at them and do they have a look? What's the stage presence like? You know, is there something that you know labels want to spend a couple million on to uh, to promote? And then you bring them to the label and say, look, I need you to. Knock them out. And that's when you get the infamous boardroom performances where you see the guys hop on the, the desk in front of a bunch of white people and a couple blacks, you know, to, to convince them to get signed. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I know I ain't built like that. Hey, man, hop up there on that tape. What? 
man, I'm going, man, Bob, well, give me my guitar. I'm yeah, going, that's why the show, the artist showcase used to be so important. So you would have a, an artist showcase. You invite everybody who's anybody to, they would, they would come out and watch them perform a five, four or five set song. And usually the label president is there and that you would just put on a show for all these industry folk. And normally by the end of the night, you, you'd have a deal or not. You know, yeah, it's like going to the combine basically for us, exactly, for us football exactly guy. Exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And hope Deion Sanders don't show up and run, run a four, two, four, two <laughs> with a Jerry curl and a necklace on and he's not wearing everybody and didn't even warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's interesting. I like that. So, um, is there a different way that you guys handle male versus female performers or, or they get, they get all thrown into the same meat grinder? Oh, it same meat grinder, just, um, different grades of how we're going to grind them up finely or big chops. Um, female artists are always the worst to deal with that. That's, that's never changed. You got to worry about them sleeping with the producer. Um, that's that never changes. So every Keep time I your PP at home, leave your PP at the house. That 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 will never go away. Cause that, me, man, one thing I ain't now I ain't never been in y'all business, and I don't want to be. Hey, Lenise, there she is. I told I, I told her see see the slide. Lenise was calling you names and all kind of other stuff because you messed up the one last night, and I told her we is doing it tonight, and I was gonna roll it all into one. <laughs> So if you if you see a dark skinned woman about this tall with a with a with the afro puff in the back, run. That's, that's a, okay. That's my that's, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, but I was figured that that's yeah, I was not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, but man, I was uh like they um I've never under but I guess that's in every line of business. If you the manager of the Walmart or you know what I mean? I ain't never understood. I never, I can't let my wee wee get in the way of my progress. I'm trying to do some stuff. I can get that anytime, anywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. My Come partner, on, man. We had a, a, a female artist. She at one point was signed to Def Jam, but it fell apart because my buddy, the producer, was sleeping with her, right? And he had other women on the side, and she got jealous, and she couldn't focus. And this woman, she was 5'11", dark. She was a tall, just picturing Foxy Brown at 5'10", 5'11". Wow. Yeah. Black Ice. That was her name, Black Ice. And the issue we had with her name at the time, they had a slam poet named Black Ice. Because back then, slam poetry was the, all the rage and all these... Saul William types were getting signed. So Def Jam signed a, a a slam poet by the name of Black Ice. And we're like, nah, look, listen, ain't nobody about to be buying these no goddamn slam poetry records. We're not changing her name. That was a long fight, but we've eventually kept her name Black Ice. Mm-hmm. And um, we had maybe four or five records in, and then it just fell apart because kept sleeping with her and she kept getting her feelings involved and, and she just couldn't keep it together long enough to at least put the record out, you know? 
And we're like, he's not going to stop doing what he's doing. You need to, you know, do you want yeah. this or not? You know, you ain't one of the biggest labels on the, on the planet. Like this could, this could launch us all into the stratosphere. And, um, it fell apart, man. And yeah. let, 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 let your PP just knock the castle down. I mean, it, it was, it was enough blame for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was going to, if, if, if it was going to crash and burn, it was going to crash and burn. That's how I look at it. You know, um, but those records we put in, those first five, I mean, we go into the meetings and you can hear they'd be playing her records throughout mm-hmm. these different, and they were just so hype and they just loved the look of her, man. She walked through the airport and old white men would be like, like she was bad. Like she didn't have to, she was just off the looks alone. Wow. Ah, yeah. 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 I can yeah. feel that. I'm like, that, I'm that one hurts. Out of all the losses. Yeah, that one. That one hurts. You? That hurts a lot, man. That hurts a Bruh, lot. See, you needed me on the team because you've been looking for him. <laughs> hey, yeah. Where's such as up? Hmm? What? He ain't come in? Oh, oh man. That, hey, damn, wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hey, slides for you. <laughs> <laughs> he in the trunk. He in the trunk of a car, you know, tied up somewhere. Like, I mean, jabbing him and whatnot. We ain't playing with you, man. I ain't playing with you, man. I'm the, not playing with you. The messed up part was, I'm the oldest one. I'm 24. I'm the oldest out the group. I'm the old man out the group. You know, wow. everybody else is 20, 19. Don't know 20, how to act, and we're just wilding out. You know, and his mom is our manager, but you know she can only do so much because she was already in upper in upper age. But we were just wilding out, Nick. We had no structure, no 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 old head to be like son, sons. <laughs> yeah, that that touch. Hey, <laughs> well, club say so with our with artists that got shelved that some hurt more than others. Um, yeah, you don't ever want to get shelved. But sometimes change of management or they may shelve an album and give you another budget and say, come back with something else. Um, you don't ever want to get shelved, but I'd rather have, I'd rather be shelved and blackballed, but you know, that sometimes hey, you never come out of that. You're out of the game completely. Yes. Yes. You got to go to another country or another yeah. genre of music. It's hard to, it's hard to come back from that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Because sometimes so, with the shelving, you know, you just you come up with one just one record to give them a, a chance to kind of reconsider. You mm-hmm. never know that, got, that that's all they want is a hit. But then what's a hit? But th- that's all they care about. Give them the record that they're going to they they want to put some money behind mm-hmm. and you can write your own ticket. Easier said than done, of course. Yeah, that's one of them things where I say it sounds it sounds easy, good on paper, right? Yeah. Until you try to put it into motion. Okay, so, all right, I'm I'm soaking this in. So now I got another question: Do you handle groups like you handle individuals? Like if you's going after, you know, just an individual, or you going after in suck? I mean, in sync. You know, no, I think I had it right. In suck or the backdoor boys or whatever the hell. <laughs> but so do. Do you try to make, or do they try to make one the ordained leader for one, the group, or do you one, have yeah. to speak to them as a group? 
either the alpha kind of shows himself or you mm-hmm. pick one to be normally with groups whoever the lead is is already automatically deemed the guy that's where we get the term you know lead singer syndrome because everyone points to that him as their group the group representation and um he normally you know he's the one that you break the news to for everybody else because they're going to fall in line regardless for the most part you know yeah and i, I learned well I, of course i don't know anything about the the rap industry i, well, I remember seemed like because I remember back in the day, the DJ's name was always first. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ, you know, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, and the Fresh, you know, yeah. Eric B. Cash and Money. Rock, yeah. yeah, Eric yeah. B. and Rakim, you know, yeah. Cash Money, Tat Money, yeah. Grandmaster Flash. It wasn't yeah. the Furious Five and right, Grandmaster right. Flash. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, and and so I guess, but I guess as things went up and then like in some of the like in the rock and and away from rap, like, like people don't know Larry Mullen is the leader of you too, not Bono. Bono's just the singer and they, but they will tell you Larry's like our in-house manager. Cause he's kept us. He's the one that formed, you know, uh, uh, so they still defer, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to, to Larry and, and uh, Stephen for New Order, the 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 drummer is the that's right leader and whatnot. When you know, but yeah, but okay, so yeah, so just you maybe it'd be better. So sometimes, like the one that they think like they want to be the leader, has it been times where you like saying to yourself, "I think y'all be better if y'all let him drive the bus instead of." the one y'all got driving the bus. Have that ever like clicked off in you sometime? Yeah. If you're dealing with a young group, it's easier to talk to them than as, a, as opposed to somebody that's in their mid that's pushing close to 30, you know, cause by the time you're in those thirties, that ego thing, man, everyone thinks they're just as equally as important and they don't believe in, in being interchangeable to a certain extent. Young artists, like if you got a group with a young artist, mm-hmm. like a young group of artists, yeah, more than likely, you can kind of be like, look, this is how it's got to go. You know, you guys want to be rich. You guys want to be famous. Yeah. Okay. This is how it got to go. Not so much with a bunch of 30 year old men, you know, cause everyone thinks they're the man. So yeah. Carrie and Clary, Carrie and club fortune out here, get out, out here throwing rocks at me. So, so basically, so basically you ain't got to worry about the, ain't nobody coming to see you. Otis. You wish you could work it the way I do, but you can't. <laughs> You, you ain't got you, oh you don't have, you don't have to worry about that oh my goodness that's gonna be forever funny but maybe he should have listened if he would have listened to otis you know that's a great case study of what happened and what otis was level-headed though he wasn't but he was see, thinking like to, to me, he was more like the greater good for all. Like we're we're better as as a unit than we are individual. Was it the greater sum of the parts? What's that saying? Something like greater, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But David had the lead singer syndrome, and once they get infected by that, it's hard to kind of get them out of it. Like if you're the main draw, everybody knows you're the main draw. 
you may not be the the intellectual of the group, the one that keeps everything together, but they're here to see you for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to pull somebody out of that out of that mindset. You know, and um, and when David when he did go solo, he it it was okay. It was, yeah, he, it was okay. Yeah, he went solo. It was okay. He said Otis was a snitch. He would have told. Oh, here we go. I, I ain't I ain't messing with her. <laughs> I ain't messing with. Okay, so I mean, well, I look at look at the beat. All right, because Paul McCartney and John Lennon, they were both. I mean, you have the same album, and it'll be seven songs, and Paul's leading on three. And you know, and you know, and and then you know, then you get further on into the 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 uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. Then you got uh, George Harrison singing these two. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and you know, so I guess that kind of maybe kind of kept. No, no, you're right. And to your point, and then when George finally released a solo album, like in the '80s, like we're like, oh. Oh, so George was just as good at these as these guys. Yeah, when better. he had the fab, you know, back in the days when we were fab, that was a good song. I like that. See, that yeah, I got my mindset on you. I got yeah. my, but George, but we all knew George could sing. Well, well hell, another us one. Beatles, people us hmm? knew us, us. Us students of the Beatles knew that George was just as talented as yeah, you know. And, and and but good get good guitar player too. Yeah. See, but the normies they just go with who's in front. Hmm. They're always gonna go with who's in front. You ask any casual Beatles fan, normally it's it's John, right? Yeah, John Lennon. But yeah, that people that say John Lennon, but I I I like I like Paul McCartney better. I like Paul McCartney songs better myself. That's yeah. but that's I like them all. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. But okay, yeah, and I get it. So I guess it, it ain't it is is probably uh uh easily to get Jim Morrison syndrome when there's no one inside the ranks to challenge you. To challenge it exactly. Yeah, well, Roger Waters got David Gilmore, and David Gilmore can sing. You yeah. know what I mean? And and yeah, I think it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's like those that last the longest. It's your Jimmy Pages, your Robert Plants, your, uh, your Steven Tyler's yes. um, your, with his guy, Joe Perry. It's your, yeah. your Bon Jovi's and Richie Sambors. Those type of that type of group, that structure, usually yes. they last the longest for whatever A long reason. time. Yeah. Long yeah. time. I remember when yeah. Joe Perry done the Joe Perry project, but he still yes. didn't. He still didn't get. You know, yeah. he ain't, he ain't go. He didn't go too. He didn't go too far. Yeah. But it's just like, man, look, they're gonna bury Ozzy and Tommy Iommi together. They're gonna bury them together. See, it's 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 not gonna. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to. They probably already got a good bloody grindstones over him and the Southampton dog, and they got it yeah, in that. That one's for Tommy. That's for Giza. That's Giza's over there. Yeah, Giza. Yeah, like, yeah. And what see, did Ozzy say? I'm like, I speak Ozzy. I can tell. I can translate for you. And then you got you got Ozzy and 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 Zach Wild. But my favorite combination is Ozzy and Randy Rose. Always. Yeah. For me, oh that, man, that for was, me hands down. You know that was. But, I was, dude, I was blown. I was like, 
No. No. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I was like, please be fake news, even though what yeah. no Trump did. Be fake news, man. It wasn't fake news. I like Tommy, but Randy for me is like. Yeah, yo, Randy was like he was a whole different level. Yeah, and but, I had to build a guy from scratch, a guitar player. I'm starting with him, and then yeah. Was, yeah. But still, but them two, them that that core group, you know, I bet you, man, they just, you know what I mean? They, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, I bet you, I bet you, they probably could finish each other's sentences. You know what I mean? They done been around, you know, so much and and Giza. A, a lot of people don't know, right? Giza wrote the whole site two of of Paranoid album. It was all Giza Butler. It wasn't, <laughs> me. and people like I didn't know Geezer could write. It. How the hell was we supposed to know, right? Right. But then I'm people like, don't wow, Geezer. The why are you messing around with these schlubs? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you stick with Ozzy, you're gonna be all right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh okay so as okay so all right A and R man this guy you done got um Club Fortune he on a six year contract right and his six years his six years it up six years is up and his last album I mean it wasn't like like super fire but it it done better than than normally. Okay, so when his contract is up, do, what do he just walk? Can he resign, or do do they normally just go on their own, or or? So what it used to be, normally you would want a long-standing relationship with the label. It used to be that was the goal. A mm -hmm. lot of times, if by the time you you get to the, your last record for that label, you guys are at at each other's heads next. Their relationship mm -hmm. is pretty much soured at that point. And they're just looking to move on to the next project. They just threw this together to, to honor the contract. The label's like, we're not going to put any money to this. We'll just, whatever, we'll put it out, you know, and to hell with you. <laughs> you know, so a lot wow. of times. Wow, hey, club. Point, yeah. <laughs> hey, all that new stuff you wrote just sat on it. That's at your house that you ain't tell them nothing about. Just. <laughs> Just sit on it, right? Yeah, a lot of times when you get to that final record, that final record of the contract, it's a lot of times the relationship is kind of is kind of tenuous because the label is like, shit, why you don't want to be here anymore? They're they're offended to a certain extent, you know, and they're not gonna really spend money to push your last project on that. <laughs> I mean, would you? <laughs> you know. You're in the you're in the last year of your a ten year baseball he ought contract. To he ought to expect it, right? You <laughs> ought to expect it coming. It's your last year. Yeah, like yeah, you're not trying to go all, you know hard to paint like that. No, no. Premieres, parties. I know you was explaining that that the art that they have to pay for that out of their budget, budget, right? Yeah. So does the label pay for any of that stuff? I mean, the label pays. It, they just front everything. That's all. That means yeah. when you see this, that means you. Okay. Um, perfect example. <sighs> wow, so that's, we, we got. I Meg mean, okay. So can can I say? Okay, so clubs say, Sly. I know this is coming out of my budget, so I don't want to rent out this giant hall here and this, that, and other, and this costing this, that, and other. Da 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 da. 
Mm-hmm. I'd rather have it over here and then just have this one, this one, this one here. It's saving me twenty thousand dollars. Do he have the do he have the leeway to say that to make that kind of suggestion to if, you? If he went ahead and already Yeah. So he would say, Hey, I wanna kinda change up the, the event. It depends on how big the event is. If it's a mm-hmm. showcase uh album release party for the most part, that's out of here. Most artists don't mind labels spending tilt to the to the to the wall for an art for an album release party. But I gotta pay it back. But it's your album release party. Okay, but Funk I Flex. Gotta pay it back. Funk Flex is gonna be there. You, you know, um, um, Big Cap's gonna be there. Ebro showing man. up. Y- you know, like I got, I got, I got my Natasha. I got I got my baby twin here. <laughs> uh, now here she come clowning. My down. Well, they can't see you. You gotta be, if you can't see yourself on the screen. I can see, myself on the screen. see? It's a lot going on. That's Natasha, <laughs> my baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby girl. Look just like me. <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah, so so they can so they can dial it back some or like say or they just like no, we're going to do this. Yeah, but I got to pay for it. But so you you pretty much don't well, so the, or is that when truth teller come in. Look, stop resisting. Stop resisting. Yeah, pre, yeah like yeah, album release party kind of want them to, to kind of go over the top for it because um it, it's it's a big it's a big milestone you know you put eight eight months six months into this blood sweat and tears and you want everybody to you know because these are the people that are going to spread word of your record of your album these are the tastemakers that are going to go out and promote you know through their radio stations their platforms their tv shows their street teams or all the case may be you know to other execs you know so these are the people that you you want to kind of yes bring them all together so i can and the the ambiance and the atmosphere of it yeah it's it's a celebration so yeah see i'm a penny pincher i'm sorry i mean like i'm like (laughs) you're gonna be hot like howling wolf i'm just gonna take this yes kept driving that same this truck here is paid for it's mine i don't owe (laughs) nobody nothing on it Trying to give him another Cadillac, you know, give him a, a cat. I don't want a Cadillac. I can buy one whenever I want. Right. Yeah. But they give, but he just give every time Muddy Waters get mad, they give him another Cadillac. Right. Yeah. That was pretty sad to watch. Like, damn, like that's how he went out, huh? Like that. That's all it took to, to pacify him was Cadillac. And, huh? and M- McKinley Morganfield, that's his real name, McKinley Morganfield. Where do they come up with them names? But I'll take that over Dontavius, though. I mean, <laughs> what's your name? Morganfield? Eh, yeah. Okay. You know, instead of Dontarian. Man, Irv, hey, uh, I'm gonna uh, throw this in, Sly. I, I was gonna bring it to you. Irv was by the house a couple of days ago, right? And Bianca was here, my oldest daughter. You know, she worked for the county. Mm-hmm. I'm standing, we in the front yard. 
And I'm watching them two go back and back and forth over child support and how men, because, you know, I say she worked for the county. Okay. That, that's what she do. And he asking her questions and she answering them back. And she going and he going and she going and he going. And he stood right there. He stood right there in my front yard and Irv C1 right there said, you need to put her on camera. You need to put her up here and put in there that child support stuff. Yeah, Y'all need to call. I said, but we'd have to do a call in because we can't do the cash thing because I'm not monetized. You know what I'm saying? And he said she was brutal. And he is like, <laughs> you need to get her. He just, because he he makes content. He just pulled this down okay. because, he, you know, when they was doing the purge of all us prep guys, right? Okay, yeah. He yeah. was smart enough to pull his down before I did. So he didn't get, you know. Okay didn't befall the fate that I did. But he is like, bruh, you need to get her up here. You need to get her up here. I said, you think so? He was like, yes. Because that, that's what she, I mean, but you'll be getting it from the horse. That's her job. She works at the county. That's yeah, what that. she, she's the one. He said, there yeah, them black suburbans was cruising the hood. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like, dude, save yourself, man. They already got me. Ain't no need of both of us going down, right? But she the one, she, dude, she goes up there to the judge, to the magistrate with the people. Wow. You know, with you or with the chick or the dude, the, the grandmama and the son and the kid. That's that's what she that's what she does for. I mean, for the a county with the fourth largest city in the United States, Houston. OK, so, you know, the damn trash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, dude, you need to and, and have Carrie. Now, see what I would have to do her because Carrie come up. Carrie comes up with me and she's straight and she keeps me straight. So I would probably have to put. Because I, I got another boom in the microphone. I probably have to sit her here, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and have Carrie in, and then I just get to do this. You know, it's just, <laughs> just let them, but uh, yeah, but uh, he, but that was his, uh, he is like, dude, you need to, you need to put her up here, man. Yeah, that's going to forever be a hot button issue. That's always going to get you the views, man. I mean, you'll never run out of content with that ever. Yeah. And see, but plus two, it wouldn't be, you know, he say, she say, this right. is her job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is what she do. Cause she was on him. Y'all need to stop letting them get over on y'all on child support, taking y'all damn money. Y'all don't have to. All y'all got to do is this. There's a woman. All you got to do is this. All you have to do is ask for that. They filed for that. The percentage, she was telling him about the, the, the DNA testing on how the percentages work and okay. how this shit. And they say, no, she's like, no, that's not correct. That's not how it works. What you got to do. And, and I, so I'm just, this was in my front. What was this? Irv Saturday? Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, he and the child, he and he in the, in the chat. I think this was. I think this was Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, debtors' print. It was either Saturday or Sunday, in, in my front yard, and them two just 
Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. That, well, that that will put you over the top because everybody, everybody I've ever heard speak on it, they never provide solutions to it. It's like, okay, so what's the plan? How do how does one go about? You know, we yeah. always talk about well, the, the yeah, end but like I say, she's it. an insider. Yeah, she's she, an, that's yeah. her current job. That's yeah. what she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter of fact, I probably wouldn't want to put her face on camera, being she worked for the county. But right, let's go ahead and camera, you know, cam down. Yeah, just have her little avatar, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh that uh yeah, but it's all the yeah, Saturday around noon. Okay, yeah, because we is we standing in my friend the front yard. <laughs> and I don't know that just came up. She said something, he said something, mm -hmm. she said something, then he said, Okay, well, let me ask you this, and it just and they just it just <laughs> went on in. But uh that's that's something we might be able to uh and she, yep and she yep yeah she she sure did that's exactly what she told him <laughs> exactly word for word but i think i think that he might be on to something you know that might be a that that'll probably be a barn burner right <laughs> there's but, your pivot there's your huh? pivot so there's yeah. your pivot <laughs> yeah but but I like doing the stuff that I do. She would have to do that on her own. She's almost done with her uh, uh, Google certification. Okay. She's almost Don't. done. Good, good, but good. But okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't got all off the track, but uh, my brother was here. So, uh, all right. So, all right. Club Fortune, you're going to hang him out the window his last year, and he's going to leave. Y'all going to take I wouldn't do him like that. Okay. The, uh, 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 I need to get I need to get my my I need to get my two inch tapes out the vault. What vault? What vault? Definitely gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> my tape. What tape? <laughs> so, so you ain't gonna. So wait a minute. So you ain't gonna. He ain't leaving with them tapes, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 not leaving with the tapes. Okay. Well, club. I tried, bro. Hey, you better make a copy. Leave them at your house. Don't don't leave them in the studio. This spot behind me, you see behind me, that shelf, that 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 rack over there. If you leave them tapes in that rack right there, that's probably gonna be the last time you see them. <laughs> okay, okay. So now I got this. All right, how does it work? Artists leaving from one label and like going to another label. How does that work? It's like um switching jobs or switching companies you know same industry um it's just a different culture um mm -hmm. by by the time you've already decided to leave you've already vetted that company you've already had the luncheons with everybody you've, you've been to the offices you've been to the different uh, departments you've got a good feel for what um you know you've already they've already gave you the pitch they already told you what the game plan is so you pretty much already know what you're getting yourself into by the time you know, you drop that last album and then switch over to the to the new label. But then some labels, um, you know, at one point, like Capital was just strictly rock. Like if you walk into the Capital building, mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a historic landmark now, so they can never mm -hmm, touch it. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. walk in there, man, that office, and you just look up. There's nothing but fucking records, gold and platinum records. It's 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 a beautiful beautiful scene. You know, they didn't made millions. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're in <laughs> history. Like, and but Capital has always been mainly a rock-based label. Mm -hmm. You know, so back then you kind of you were like, okay, what labels can I go to that 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 cater to my sound? So you just kind of just 
do your vetting to a certain extent. But no, no, um, Prince say stay away from Sony. <laughs> That's what Prince said. See now, and you may have others that be like, I like Sony's um, system. I, you know, Sony, Sony be like a, a fourth or fifth choice back then. It's but like he had you know, slave. Remember he wrote slave yeah. on his face in the video. I was the like, artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. So they I, own his name, so he couldn't even be Prince no more. Wow. <clears throat> Didn't they call Capitol the house that Nat built? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you walk into that, the double, the front double door entrance is security guard office and two elevators are right behind. So as soon as you walk in, you see the two elevators, but you just, you just look and there's records to the, I mean, to the hilt. I've never been you. there. I've seen it's, it outside, but I've never. It's a beautiful sight. I, you know what? When I get a chance to get, when I get back down there, I'm a, it's on Vine Street. So I'll see if I can get up in there and just, it's a beautiful scene, man. You see nothing like it. You know how most labels you walk in and it's just a long ass hallway and a record yes. is like, you know, six yeah. feet, seven feet high. This shit is. Yeah, because, you know, 10, I've, I've 12, been to Hitsville, yeah, USA. Yeah. I mean, I've been to up, Sundown like, Records. I've been, see, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, capital is it's nothing like capital. Nothing like capital. Hmm. Wow. Cause you got because I well, I know you got what GRP and Sony Capital CBS. Oh man. All so them all, you got so they've all folded. So you have really three majors and everybody else is under them. So it's it's Warner, Universal, BMG, which would be BMG Sony. Mm-hmm. So German. Yeah, guys, yeah, BMG is the is the Germans. Um German, German, and I forget what what the other label would be. So basically two Germans and French. Universal French and then Warner and Sony are, are basically Germans. Yeah. Yeah, and the, what's the what's the guy that got his own airplane? Um music the uh it ain't Spirit Airline. What airline is it? Um the guy, oh man, he's he got his own airline. Bob Johnson? No, white guy. Oh, uh, Richard Branson, Virgin Atlantic. Uh, yeah, Virgin. Virgin. Yeah, Virgin. Yeah, 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 Virgin. Yeah. yeah, Virgin Atlantic. Okay. Yeah, I, I, because I, I can see his face. I just couldn't remember. Could couldn't remember his name. Okay, slide. So that's the way that goes. So, all right. So, like when, all right, I'll use Slash as an example because you know he was with Guns and Roses, and they were on this label but then he leave guns and roses and went with velvet revolver which was an excellent move to me i agree which is on an, another label so am i all right i'm slash okay i'm mash instead of slash okay so am i joining Velvet Revolver, which means I'm default going to Virgin Atlantic, or am I signing to the label? I mean, how does how does that work? So if I remember correctly, all four of those guys came from different groups and from two different labels. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember what label they signed to directly as Velvet Revolver, but um, normally in rock groups, they always get themselves an out clause in case of band breakup. This you can't perform uh, under that old name. So you may be, you may be able to keep your performance. Yeah, because I know name. yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. Right. So and and what? Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, Guns and Roses, and you know, and then they yeah. Yeah, a lot of times they will even put clauses saying you can't say you're from a prior group. 
right? Because how we would introduce, hey, it's Scott Weiland from such and such. You can't even, a lot of times they'd be like, you can't say that. Nobody, what's wrong with you? No, this is not that group. This is a whole different group. So why would you do that? Um, and um, so I think they had a what, three, four album deal. It was a short contract. They, they pretty much knocked out their, their, their contract that uh, pretty, pretty quick. But a lot of times, yeah, a lot of groups give you an out clause in case, in case of band breakup, this and this and this can happen. This and this can't happen as individual members, you know, but then also that old label is going to get a cut too. Cause now technically you're still under contract with that old label, even though your band has broken up, but they're going to get their money out of you regardless. Hmm. Yeah. Or they can and, and make an addendum to your contract saying, okay, we're going to release you temporarily to go perform with this other group in lieu of you pay us a percentage of your earnings or a point off, the, just, off the album. They just scraping you for every damn dime, huh? Yeah, basically. Cause I was, I was wondering, I always wonder how that cause velvet revolt. Look, man, y'all were going to be on the top of the world. The stone temple pilots was it to me. I yeah. tell people, I know everybody. Oh, uh, uh, Velvet Revolver was RCA. RCA. Okay. 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 And, um, and I'm like, <clears throat> hell, I got the damn records. I'll just grab them and look on the back of, and some of the back of this records be confusing as hell. Cause this show, this producer, this producer, this studio, this studio, this label, this one, that, that this one, and appeared courtesy of this. What the hell is all this crap? So that means that for every, Body listed every studio. That's where they recorded. That's where a budget went to. So they had to get their credit. So if a label cut them a check for 40 hours of studio time, you best believe they're going to get their credit. Like, yeah, this was these songs five, six, and seven recorded at sunset studios or whatever the case may be. They're going to get their credit. Cause that's nice. Yeah. That's where a label budget went to. Yeah. That's what part of that, that pro, uh, recording budget went to. Yeah. I tell people all the time, man, once you start understanding music, once I start, well, let me say myself, and now I had other people tell me the same thing. I can go back and listen to a song because now I'm my my head is more advanced than my ear. Mm -hmm. I can go back to something that I listened to 10 years ago and have a totally different take of the musical layers of it but the chorus and the you know the backfield and the yeah. you know the tempo and the beat <clears throat> and i tell people i've gone back and i tell people i look at them funny i say plush was not stone temple pilots best album it, tiny music songs from the vatican gift shop was their best album <laughs> and people i said listen to it now i ain't talking about you look well yeah i'm listening to it dude you listening to it on a piece of crap i don't care how good a high dollar your phone is it's not gonna reproduce all the stuff that came in on this freaking master mixing console yeah. you're not gonna hear that on junk audio remember that the, the audio test that they 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 did for pink floyd they say if you got a good system listen to Whatever song that has the helicopter come through. Yeah. And if you can mm -hmm. hear it kind of go from one speaker to the other, yeah. You have a pretty good sound system yep. that, that they say use that record to gauge the quality of your of your yeah, audio that's system. The, yeah, that's the that's the introduction of, of, yeah. of uh the another another brick in the wall. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's saying, yeah. you, and a lot of people, they can't hear. They say, what is he saying? I said, he's saying, you, yes, you, stand still, laddie. Be what? I said, that's what he's saying. <laughs> that's the headmaster. Yeah. Is, is you know, because that it, the whole story is about growing up in school and all that other. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay. He smoke up the devil. Devil yeah. shows up and he ain't bring no gifts. Uh, gifts? Ain't bring no gifts. Usually the devil bring gifts. <laughs> that's why, that's why, right? And they wouldn't. Usually become bearing gifts. Yeah, he comes bearing gifts. Yeah, but they were right. But there's a lot of I tell and I always tell people. I said, look, you want to balance your system out? Play Grandchester Meadows mm. from Pink Floyd's album Adam Hart Mother. And they look at me. But then when I see them again, they like, how do you know this stuff? Do just oh okay oh so I I think that means he. F y'all. I guess that means no soup for you. He likes okay. us. Yeah, I guess that's his way of that's his yeah. Yeah, he likes us. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, I got a question for you, Sly. You were making a rock album. Or a my it ain't gotta be hard, crunchy, you know. I mean, just a rock album or a pop, even a poppy rock album, right? Mm-hmm. Butch Vig, Bob Erzin, or Tony Visconti? I'm going Butch Vig. You going Butch Vig? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, hey I got to give him his shine. I got to, I got to, I got to give him his shine. You know, because, you know, he got to have his shine. But why, Sly? Uh, you know what? Um, I've I, I'd say I'd, I'd be, I'd be close to Butch Vig. To, to tell you the honest truth, uh, but if I was going more of a older, like the classic rock sound, I'd probably go Tony Visconti. But yeah, but okay. but yeah. No, I mean to me, um, if we're talking, yeah, if, we, if we're not talking classic rock, if we're talking like progressive, yeah, modern, you gotta yeah. go, you gotta go Butch because he has that ear for that particular sound. You know, yeah, that's my reason for it. Yeah, that's the same reason I got too. Now this one, I don't know. This one's gonna be all you. If you were making an R and B album, okay. Brian Cox, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, or Jermaine Dupree. I'm calling R. Kelly. <laughs> I know it sounds. Listen, you got what? Just you gonna bail him out? <laughs> listen, Cox has huge records. Oh, Brian Cox is a, is. He's, you know, he put his dick on the table. It's like, this is Brian Cox, everybody, y'all. Everybody sit down. I, I, I respect all those guys. Uh-huh. I, you put a gun to my head to make the best R&B album. Give me R. Kelly. Like, okay, but out of I, them three. Out of those three? Okay, what, 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 who's the other two besides? Jimmy uh, Jam, uh, Terry Lewis, Brian Cox, or Jermaine Dupree? <laughs> that's a hard one Ooh. okay so jimmy jam rhythm nation jermaine dupree emancipation mimi usher confessions and then brian cox everybody okay is this an album or are we just talking a song an album an entire <sighs> album an entire start album. to finish 
shit. I'll 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 take my a chance with Jermaine Dupree. If Jermaine I, Dupree is in his right and mindset, and I wrote down, I actually okay. wrote down what I thought what I thought you would pick on both, and I got them both right. I said he's gonna pick, <laughs> he's gonna pick Butch Vig, and he's gonna pick uh, Jermaine Dupree. I got them Jermaine, both right. We're going to the strip club. I gotta get him in the right mindset. I got whatever he wants. We're going to the strip club. Boom, boom, quee quee. I'm sorry. Get a slide of some ones. Do do your thing. Boom, quee quee. Get him right. <laughs> I, and I, I was guessing i because first i changed because first i said i i'd said i switched from brian cox for you to jermaine dupree but on the rock when i picked butch vig right off the right off the rip for you so i i got you i got i got you kind of i got you kind of figured out i feel i, I like brian I, I think jd can has the, a better ear for a younger demographic if need be mm-hmm. brian cox's records are great but a lot of his older r&b-ish you know it's the it's more mature and yeah. um so yeah i would go jd just because he can hit all all metrics as far as the demographics hmm you you got a point there you got a point but i'm only got two more Two and a half, because one's a follow up. Then, because I, I don't, I don't want to, because I always try to stay under two hours. We ain't at an hour and a half yet, but I need to get it going. All right. Besides what they, there's <laughs> a fly in my soup. <laughs> yeah. Besides what they want us to see. Is there a creative difference between the genres of music? Stark. Night and day. The, the motivations are different. Um, and I'm glad you asked that question. I was sitting there watching an interview with uh, Ingwe Malmsteen. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's a Swede. And he grew up listening to nothing but classical music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, he employs that into his guitar playing. But he was like, oh, I'll just, for me, not for my answer now. Piano, drums have been a lot, have been have been around for how many hundreds of years? Yeah, those are your two foundations for pretty much all of your songs that have been ever been written. It's piano or drums? Yeah, piano, drums, violin, and brass. Yeah, been around yeah. forever. So any genre of music that doesn't incorporate that, hip hop. Sorry, but you know, mm-hmm. um, vastly. That I mean, even. You know, the blues, country, rock all have different distinct um, beginnings, sounds. You can tell a rock record. You can tell a blues record. You mm-hmm. know, you, you know, these rec- you know, those songs when you hear them, you just listen to the music and the way it's going, whatever the case may be. I mean, even I know you hate disco, but even disco. Yeah. You know, because without mm-hmm. disco, there's no hip hop. I, I agree with people that say that. Yeah, but. without Giorgio Marauder, there was no disco. Yeah. Well, as you probably still would have had it, but you wouldn't have. It would be he's way a large, big contributor right. to disco. Yeah. Huge d- contributor. Yeah. Um, is it the most underrated R&B producer? My choice is the underdogs. I don't know. Oh, okay. Most underrated R- R&B producer. Okay, I gotta come back to that one. I gotta come back to that one. I gotta come back to that one. Um, okay. 
Um, Go ahead. E- even with the '80s records, the, all the pop records from the '80s. Uh huh. Just that create created creativeness behind it. You know. Um. I guess you just have to be in that particular frame of mind. It all requires a certain mindset to to, to make these records. It's rarely just going there and just throw some shit together and it just comes out. I didn't know. I don't know. I just it just came out. It just did not come out. Yeah, it just fell. It, you, all you the know. pieces fell into place. Yeah, right. ADHDs on a p on a piano. You've played every every combination of any on a piano has been played throughout the history of music. It, mm-hmm. it comes from somewhere, you know. So yeah. And I noticed something. Some people like rock guys or whatever. The handful of the ones that can play a piano, like Steven Tyler, you know, for one. It's hard to explain being that I play. Mm -hmm. They play like they sing or sound. It's hard for me to explain it, though. Yeah. Just like me. I know I talk. Pause. And then I talk some more and I do boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. I play the way I talk which is strange and that i just until somebody told me that like dude you play like you talk what do you mean i play like i talk okay but then it because steven i mean it just using him for as an example he plays like he sings steve perry journey same journey, thing yeah, yeah he sings the way he plays well is he feeling clink feeling that way and i'm like all right now if you listen to him sing without him playing or listen to it play without the singing it don't sound right but when uh, you mesh yeah dennis the young from sticks yes yes yeah yeah yes. yeah another another example yeah yeah but when you mix them together it it just the 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 sound you know and and i'm but ah uh, yeah that's that's a different the difference between the john okay how is it that Rick Rubin can switch genres so easily? You Rick know, because he'd do Johnny Cash. Yeah. He'd do Jay-Z. You know, he'd do... I mean... He he embodies what... He embodies what music theory allows you to do. Mm-hmm. Once you understand how music works, you can go from mm-hmm. any genre on any level on any given Sunday and create a hit, you know, cause he's not a musician. No, he's not a multi instrumentalist. Like he just understands music. He understands the artists he's dealing with. He can get in their heads and be like, okay, let me, I understand what you're trying to go. Let me pluck out this from you. And then let me add something to it. And they're just like, they're sitting there like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like he's the perfect embodiment. He's the walking music theory. Yeah, because 99 Problems sound like a Beastie Boy song with Jay-Z rapping on it. All day, all day, all that, day. I mean, that's what it sounds like, sounds like to me. And Beastie Boys is rock music with dudes rapping on it. That's the yeah. way I've always, um, like, sabotage, which one of my favorite. That's a rock song. That's, a, that's an awesome record. Still a good record to this day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stand it. I know you're playing. <laughs> then I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I'm losing. I'm losing it. Video on top of it. That's what I, I think. As, yeah, as, as like Starsky and Hutch. Seventies yes, pop lost art is the visual with the song. I mean, visuals can make or break a song. Every time I I, I listen to um, a Hero by by Foo Fighters, I see yes that guy running into the burning building. Yeah, I see it when I hear the record every time without fail. Like mine is that- ever long. I, I love I love my hero and I love but I, the ever long one just be in my mind. I, I, every okay. time when I hear Foo Fighters ever long. Yeah, I see the video video. I, yeah. I see the video. That's I love the another- Foo Fighters. And I tell Pete that's a trip. Yeah. Kurt Cobain's gone. Man, what are they going to do? Hey. Well, how about I go from drums to guitar? I hire a, uh, my uh, drummer that was my friend in high school, and we start another band. Mm-hmm. And the let's hey, is this blasphemy saying that the Foo Fighters is bigger than Nirvana? Is that blasphemy? No, it's not. No, it's not. That's the sad reality. Is that sad reality? It's the reality. Yeah, that Foo. If I had the choice you know listen to nirvana all right here's your album never mind which was a great album yeah or 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 you got the the foo fighters first app i think i'm going foo fighters i think that would come down to per- personal preference yeah man because what first time when i heard big me that was it mm-hmm. that was i was sold and and they doing the mint like the Mentos commercial with the mints and doing yes, that in the video. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I think the video is is a has been a, a lost art because these songs, a lot of these songs, will have more punch and more mm-hmm. staying power if they had visuals like that would make you think and be like, "Wow, okay, yeah," you know. So he said, "It's not blasphemy. It's true." <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought it was just me, but uh, uh, yeah. But okay. That one, and then uh, I think Deftones and got their stuff back together. Because, okay. I mean, man, they were, Deftones was badass. Can the, can the game be saved or is independent labels the future? Is the old no. way of doing things just the big giant powerhouses or are they going to find a way to keep hold of things or is I'll let me, I'll say this YouTube and who runs the YouTube Leora Cohen runs the music division of YouTube. The labels will always win. It'll always come back home to the big labels. It may be it's because you have three big ones. You got a bunch, a, a bunch of babies underneath at the end of the day, major labels, it will always come back home to them. Yeah, because I said er- everybody ain't gonna be able to pull off a radio head, right? No. And a pixies. No. no, it's not not gonna happen. No, and hip hop does not allow you that type of loyalty in, in the fan base. It just it just doesn't. Yeah, the vid video back in the day to me, the video used to sell the song to a certain degree. Now, because there's a lot of songs. If I like the song, I like the song. Yeah. Um. But I, I like what Hatch Dragon said because now you got a bunch of kids now coming across those old AMV videos with Dragon Ball Z with the Linkin Park songs. So now all of a sudden everybody's like, "Who's this Linkin Park group?" And it's like, "What do you mean?" And I saw this Dragon Ball Z video, but that's not their video. But I get it. <laughs> <You know what laughs> so, all those cr- 
creators back then have used these uh, the, the the AMV the you know the Windows media, media view, viewer and those old videos started kind of resurface again and, and uh, kind of rejuvenating these old groups that, that that they use their music for you know mm-hmm. but, yeah every time you see Vegeta dying is 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 to the backtrack there's a, a Lincoln Park record playing somewhere in the background so, yeah. Yeah, but man, that's great. Yeah, he said, yeah, change. Yeah, look, change in the house of flies, because that's the name of it, because everybody just know the change. Well, not I'm quite sure Hats Dragon knows, but a lot of people know this change in the house of flies. That's the the song that and digital bath by Deftones. Oh, and then song uh, my own summer kitty redone. My own, some people like, man, you hear this chick, this, this group, this, I said, dude, that's a Deftone song. Yeah. I said, I know this to Kitty because they put it down. You know, they laid it down. Yeah. But I'm like, that's a, that's a Deftone song. Yeah. I still listen to Minerva. Like that's, that's in my playlist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I like, uh, yeah, I, I, I that's all I, I, I still listen to. So even though the independents, it's the way the big ones are still going to find a way. They have access to everything that the independents would need at some point. See, I say it's something I was on this, on this big dude. This, I used to go on these streams years ago and it was just, you know, music people and they up there and they talking this, that and other, and the chat is just full and I'm say this, then I'll let you have. Um, uh, we make our finals and get up uh, and blast off. But I was like, though I'm a big Pixies fan, huge Pixies fan, Radiohead Pixies. I mean, it, it's so many people. Like I say, Foo Fighters, Nirvana. They say we listen to the Pixies. Yeah, you even got the interview with Kurt Cobain when he was like, "Dude, we listen to the Pixies." You know, because that was, you know, when we trying to. Uh, get that we they listen uh uh to the pixies and sonic youth pixies and sonic youth and uh all of them say the same thing all right radiohead y'all made it out pixies y'all made it out y'all got your own thing why don't y'all help these other folks or try to even though dick dale helped them all because mm-hmm. dick dale wrote the blueprint on how to you know do it without the label, he's like, do you know when you make they, they use your music for a TV commercial, you won't get a dime. You won't get a dime of that money, you know. <laughs> and 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 the, the the and the music and they do they hate Dick Dale. They did, mm. but I, I'll say this: they help in ways like they'll bring them on tour. I, you'll see that more than anything. Than anything, not even, okay. Yeah, not song features, none of that. I mean, you when they go on tour, they bring those young guys, those new bands, get them that them ex- as, get yeah. that exposure. Yeah, and they will do that. That's for sure. Yeah, and Too Short had the blueprint too. I mean, he's so dude. The first Too Short album I bought was a tape was out of the trunk of a car. Okay, it wasn't out of a record store. Dude, when, when I came back from Germany, I had to go to Compton to pick up my car that came in from Germany. <laughs> Com- I didn't even know what the fuck Compton was because it wasn't no straight out of Compton, crazy mofo. You know, that didn't even exist yeah, then, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this man, dude, and they selling trunks 
tr uh, tapes out of cars. And that's when I was still bootlegging too. So I use your stuff and I chop it up and put it in mine and sell it and whatnot. I ain't worried. I mean, you know what I saw today was that made me chuckle. Um, the Eagles are on tour, right? Are you kidding me? But the, the funny held and froze over. Yeah, it's the long final tour goodbye, right? Guess who's their opening act? Steely Dan. How? I just seen the flyer today. Okay, well, who's play? Who's taking um? Who's playing um? Cause he's dead. Hey. So Fagan's just playing by himself. Hey. Cast get replaced every day. <laughs> oh, well, it, hey, is Michael McDonald playing with him? Cause you know, cause he was he always you know he played with Steely Dan right, a lot. Right, right. I I don't know who what their lineup is as far as the members. All I know is the Eagles with Steely Dan. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I'm, I had I'm the have, chuckle. I'm, I'm, that gave me the biggest chuckle. Wow. You're that beef, Well, they've been beefing for like 50 years now, like low-key 50-year beef. And you guys are on tour, but they got you <laughs> steely there. <laughs> they, they finally got you, huh? Got You're it. at the bottom and we're at the top. Because back then... It was, it was the other, the way, other around. way around. That's right. It sure was. Sure was. Sure was. And you know, and you know, I'm a big Steely Dan fan. Yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, oh, oh, he said, oh, oh, uh, you got it, bro, man. I'm trying to tell you, Steel. I mean, man. That I mean, all the gems that they got, mm -hmm. plenty mm -hmm. of them. But uh, man, that's that's funny that you say, man. Michael McDonald, and I'm going to say this and I'm done, is an unsung musical hero. Because, yeah, you was with the Doobie Brothers, but, yeah, you done the, the uh, backing vocals with Chris Christopher Cross. Remember uh, Ride Like the Wind? And I mm -hmm. got a long way to go. Such a long way. When you heard that voice, you know that's him. Uh, uh uh to make it to the border of Mexico. <laughs> I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. And then what's your boys? They they stole that beat. Um uh, uh Warren G and yeah, um, Warren G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, a clear white, not a quick clear white moon. Warren G's on the strip trying to consume. Yeah, yeah. And people like that beat. I'm like, man, that's the Doobie brothers. Come on, y'all. You know, maybe but, if Michael had been a little bit more aggressive um, or more of a bigger personality, he may have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was that's right. He was, yeah, with uh, Kenny Loggins. This is it. He's yeah. the back. His voice, as soon as you hear the voice, as soon as you hear him, your song going to be a hit. Yeah. 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 Michael, he was chill. Like, he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He done. Like I say, he done, you know, Steely Dan, Kenny Loggins. Doobie Brothers, you know, did I mean just Christopher Cross? He done done so damn Mick Jackson Brown, you know what I mean? Like, wow, dude, and he's he needs some trophies, he needs some, he needs some plaques, he needs some uh, oh, what's up, Reg? What, what Reg say? 
they got three, four guitar players that is somewhat famous that played with Steely Dan to replace Becker. Okay, wow. that's how they're doing it. I like that because you bring in you bring in some known names, some fresh blood. Yeah, oh, that's skunk. how. Um, I don't know if skunk. I don't know if skunk. A lot of people don't know that dude's a he's a brain. Mm. He done work for NASA and all kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, Skunk Baxter. Well, they they call him Skunk. His real name is Jeff. Skunk Baxter. Yeah. So, man, he needs something with his name on it, man. He needs something for us music heads. Because as soon as you hear the voice, you know it's him. Yeah. You yeah. can't mistake his voice. People are like, who is that? Man, that's me. You know who it is as soon as you hear it. Anything you want to throw in, bruh? Um, you know what? To Reg's point, I like. I, I'm glad he said that because once again, I hate to keep doing this, but the stark difference between um, hip hop and, and let's, let's say rock. You you can go to a rock show and they'll have you know famous folk come out just to play, just to jam alongside whoever you went to go see, and you you didn't even expect them to come out. Like mm-hmm. right now, Pantera's on tour and they got. Uh, Zach Wild and somebody else pretty famous wow. to, to cover Dimebag Daryl's parts, and they're on tour right now with Metallica. Like they wow. do, they, they they do this type of shit. Like you know, hey, come come tour. And you know why like, the rappers don't do it? Go ahead. Because they because don't play, they don't play, they don't play, they don't play any instruments. Any instruments. Any instruments. Any instruments. They have no tone, no tone, no tone, and they have no talent, no talent, outside of the hood. They have ghetto talent, not world-renowned talent. That's why. I'll I'll leave it at that. I wasn't trying to start anything, y'all. That was all, Nick. Okay, name your favorite rapper. What instrument do we play? Got a damn one. I, I don't think Rakim plays a violin. And no. he's my he's my all-time favorite. Him and Nas, but I don't think they, yeah. they play. Yeah, Nas music. and Rakim. I yeah. I love Rakim a lot. Yeah. But I mean, but uh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, only the roots, and yeah, only the roots, and that yeah, a couple of people, but the ones to play, they don't rap. Yeah, I just love seeing they bring in guests, special guest guitarists, special guest drummers, or they'll be all on stage like God smacking they all switch instruments and start playing each other's instruments. I'm just like, dude, Dave Mustaine went on stage yes, with Metallica. Yes. After you know they even though you know they booted him off that's years ago, and he beat. come up yes. there and talk about it. Again. That's a real beat. That, and all- I was losing my freaking <laughs> mind because when they kicked him out. And I was like, he wrote no! all those records. He wrote all those records. Um, was it for Kill 'Em All? That first album, that first major album. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ride the Lightning. Right. Kill, Kill Em All. Clint. Ride yeah, the yeah, Lightning. He, and that was all day. Yeah. Yes, he wrote all them fucking records, man. Yeah, and, and, and they, people don't know that. And then yeah. I guess he said, well, "I'll show you. I'll start my own rock band." And they laughed. And next thing you know, here's Megadeth. Megadeth and you, yeah. Yeah, dude. Foreclosure of the group of uh, foreclosure of a dream. The housing market was probably ready to kill him because he put down he put down what they was doing with the redlining and and uh, uh, that uh, uh, Fannie Mae Freddie Mac stuff. He put it to yeah. song. Yeah, 
He put it to, but people just listen. I'm like, dude, he trying to tell the SNL bailout. He put oh, it to song. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they beef back then. That's how musicians beef, you know? Yeah, that's how they did it back then. Yeah, but I was I was so man, I was that's cool. I'm like, that, I'm though. complete. I'm glad I get to see, to see that. Dave yeah. Payne back on stage yeah. with Metallica for yeah. one more time. My life yeah. is complete. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I ain't gonna hold you up no more. I didn't had you enough. I give her <laughs> give a give a round of a slide for educating us on this stuff. Now, see, I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I can so I can so I can pick up some of the stuff because I don't know. I'm the first one to say I know this side of the curtain. Yeah. I don't know that side of the curtain. I, I don't know how the sausage is made, as they say. But it's just as important because if the consumer is not buying it, you know. So yeah, yeah, if they, you ain't got nobody to want to want the want the sausage, you yeah. You wasting time making the sausage. Yeah. Yeah. But this new stuff, I can't listen to that shit sly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. That's why when I, I I just be in your child, just be kicking the bots out and stuff <laughs> like that. But I don't I don't say nothing. So uh oh. oh what yeah, do he say? Uh, I forgot your don't forget his uh, question. Uh, geez, oh, the one you said you get back to. What was it again? Uh, uh, underrated R and B producers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how I mean the unsung heroes in, in R&B right now? Just Okay, Club Fortune, you want to give me a couple of days, bro. <laughs> so you got to marinate on yeah, that one. Yeah, I got the, there's so many. There's so many. I, I could, I could, yeah, it's, 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 give me a couple of days, bro. I got you. I won't forget. I promise. I promise. Yeah, because we see each other all the time anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, y'all, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for coming out, and I appreciate Sly for sitting here letting me pelt him for almost two hours. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get uh, uh, there's gonna be another victim, like I say, because I got keep it techie. I got to get him. Uh, Am one, he he said he he down for the shits, and I'm just gonna picking certain people for certain things. Now I tell people, well, man, bring me on, and I can tell you about how to use your car to get chicks. And man, what the fuck, I, man, stop. I mean, excuse me. <clears throat> I mean, dude, no. That's not the. That's not what I'm trying to perpetuate here. That's not, you know what I'm saying. That ain't. That ain't how we get down. There's plenty of that garbage. I mean, content already out there. So, so you is, know, is there hope for RBR that we can, he can, we can see him come through, make a guest appearance? I think y'all would have I'll a good time here. You, I'm sick of you. <laughs> I think Every time have a good time. I turn around, there you are. Oh, hard er, <laughs> God dang it! <laughs> hey, I'm I mean, that's when I was looking at him, and I said that like to Carrie, and Carrie was like, "Turn it off, turn it off." Because <laughs> I mean, he. Uh, you know what, Nick? Honestly, I'm halfway tempted to to bring him on. I kind of want to. Like I'm half tempted, man. <laughs> when he's calm and and and. You yeah, know, but he, but you never know. He'll be calm, and then just the slightest thing, and poof. I, I kind of want to bring him on. And when he's know. gone, you can't get him back. Yeah, you just gotta. Oh yeah, y'all. Carrie is the is my is my filter. 
Okay. She's the filter, you know. So if you don't pass, you don't pass. You don't yeah, yeah. If you don't pass her, you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna get up on my panel. I'm sorry. As it should she, be. That, that's her job, and as it should be. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, but he crazy, but he yeah, but he's in but Kara said. Nick, he's insane. Why are you listening to him? He's insane. That's what she keeps telling me. He's it insane. Is Norfolk, Norfolk Southern off the rails. Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> in the <laughs> ditch and says off the tracks, down the side, <laughs> in the ditch, and laid on the side. And I'm but he'll be cool. It. He was that last time he was. I'm like, man, it's 45 minutes. He just is cool. I'm like, yeah, all see? right. I think he knows who to pull that shit with. Five minutes later, <laughs> I'm like, well, it had to get rough. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm out. You know, because I'm like, and I and then I had to catch myself saying, RBR, what are you talking about? Wait a minute, what am I talking about? I'm trying to get him the reason. What's the matter with me? Spin out in the hell, okay? <laughs> spins out in a hellcat. <laughs> Something right. that that sounds about right. But he was just everything was fine, and I don't know what it was. Poof. And Reg didn't say nothing crazy to him. He just it don't take much. But I I think he knows who to pull that shit with. But I I, I I'm t I'm halfway tempted, Nick. Just Hey, you can. I'll be in the hey, I'll be in the chat. Because <laughs> I'll be in the chat. Something's wrong with him. You know, I, I kind of have an idea of what I what I want to talk to him about. Because he, he agreed to do a one-on-one -on -one with Carrie, but he reneged. Did he? Yes, okay. he reneged on her. Okay. Because he, he he knew he knew what time it was. Yeah, he reneged because I already told him I wasn't gonna say anything. Mm -hmm. I was, you know me, I'm just running the, I'm just running the thing. Uh, you know, I have no questions. I have nothing. That was just going to be a her, her and him thing. And I was just going to run the deal. Mm -hmm. And he reneged on her after he said he would do it. Okay. I, I'm 50% right now. If I get 60, 75%, I'll do it. But right now I'm 50% because I, I, I just got to keep the topics in in line and don't let him go off the rails but what red say he trying to do it to do it tomorrow rbr hasn't emailed him man back. he is content gold just, just <laughs> i think i'm better because i'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god who says this shit <laughs> You I mean, how? I can't. That's why I'm saying it's not for me. I'm not built for it. I admit it. I'm not built for it. Now, I nice can moderate player. it. I can run a switchboard, making yeah, yeah. The, moving the screen around, you know, all, all doing all this stuff. And, you know, I, now I, I can do all that. You know, I, I can do all that. You know, and, and, and y'all be talking, but I'm going to have my freaking earplugs in. And I ain't even gonna be on the screen. Y'all just gonna see me doing all the pop outs and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm fifty percent with it. <laughs> I just I think if I could just like here's here's where to don't deviate, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, keep them just keep them in the groove, right? Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, well, we'll keep we'll keep our eye on it, y'all. Man, I think this was great. I like this. These are the ones I like doing. I like doing stuff like this. Definitely. So definitely. I'll 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 get I'll get some more uh uh get get some more up here. And look, two men talked for two hours and didn't mention nothing about well now. Now, technically, we didn't. Well, you were talking about one producer that was that threw his weenie in the damn mixing bowl. But besides that, this wasn't the weenie. This wasn't the weenie show. So, no. and that's what that's what that's what I like. Y'all yeah. be good. Be safe. And I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.